Baseline Podcast, the pod where normal people become incrementally less shit sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm really excited about today, Taryn. Yeah. Like an hour. It's oh, not an hour, you know, but an hour. It's some time together having a chat. Very excited. Yeah, our first podcast. I don't quite yeah. know what we're going to say to each other or how it's going to go, but no preparation (laughs) it is always exciting well this is my first ever podcast oh wow yeah all new for me before we get too much into the podcast we'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording the podcast today that is the lands of the Gadigal and Wurundjeri people sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So I suppose we should introduce ourselves. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Well, I can. So my name's Taryn. I am a 26-year-old living in Melbourne, and I am Stacey's little sister. I come at this podcast from the angle of just quitting my stable, easy, and well-paying job. Um <laughs> three months into a debilitating bout of long COVID. So a bit of an odd one there, but uh, that is the decision that I've come to. Uh, I quit my job in order to pursue a career in women's football media with soccer to some of you. And I have no idea where this journey will take me. So as part of my long COVID, I've been diagnosed with something called POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. I actually had to look that up. I don't know what those words mean and you don't (laughs) have to either. Um, It's, it's just POTS. Um, Basically it's to do with blood circulation. So it doesn't work properly. When I move from one position to the other, my heart rate goes up and my blood pressure goes down, which leads to dizziness and brain fog and all of those things. I also have a pretty severe intolerance of exercise and not just in a normal way, um, but in a way that makes it difficult to like walk to the letterbox. So, you know, I have to do things like use mobility aids um, and sort of manage my life because of this illness. Which is quite an active life. It's, you know, it's it's coaching football, going to football games and sport has been your life, your whole life. Yeah, sport has been my life. Uh, opposite I, in that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I play and I write about and I coach football and it and is... just getting around the city. You ride your bike, you walk, you know, yes. you're in the centre of Melbourne. So it's, uh, you've had a big life change. Yes, it's, uh, it's pretty substantial. Um, and I suppose I approach this podcast by thinking about you know, raising my minimum baseline extremely slowly is really the only way that I can achieve anything at the moment. Mm. You know, past Taryn might have just been like, yeah, I'm running 10K today and pretty much just done it. You know, I might have like thrown up a little bit, but, you know, I, I, could, <laughs> I could pretty much just do it. Um, but of course, that's not I the ran case. 4Ks today and nearly threw up a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do have. You do have 15 years on me, so <laughs> it does that does happen. Okay, um, grandma, time for bed. <laughs> but of course, you know, the way that I 
approach life has has had to radically change. So I want to take what I learn through the minimum baseline method and I want to use it to achieve my goals as a journalist and a broadcaster, which feels weird to say that I am, but but you are both, but, of those I, but I am, and hopefully it'll feel less weird to say, sort of, by the end of this this journey, or by the middle. I suppose there is no end uh, as yeah, we look, continue along this journey. Yeah, I think overcoming that imposter syndrome, which I mean, imposter syndromes become a verb, you know, become a bit of a cliche, um, but overcoming that will be part of your journey. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think you should introduce yourself now, Stacey. Who are you? Yeah. Well, I am uh, 41, so we are either the first and the last year of Gen Y, of the millennials, uh, mm. depending on whose definition you read, or I am the last year of Gen X and you are the last year of Gen Y. Uh, so mm. we're almost two different generations. Um, Taryn's from my mum's second marriage. So I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm entering my midlife I did build my career already I spent many years as a brand marketer uh, working on some of you know Australia and the world's biggest food brands uh, before I had my two boys uh, Leo who's 10 and Max who's eight uh, and started my own businesses so I, I'm onto my third business now my first business was a jewellery e-commerce label that I started with my now business partner and sold about five years ago. Uh, I then went on to found a digital marketing agency uh, and then I sold that to go full-time in the business that I co-founded uh, with her again called Mino Designs and that's a kids' water play shoe and accessories label. And that's got operations uh, here in Australia and in the U.S., and all that makes it sound bigger than it actually is. It's still <laughs> quite a small business. Imposter still, syndrome. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, yeah, we still have a lot of the challenges of small business cash flow. Banks don't want to lend us what we need. Um, all that fun stuff that comes with small business. Uh, I live in the inner west of Sydney, so we are in two different states. Um, and, you know, I read a lot. I'm into a bit of self-help and I'm the typical eldest daughter. You know, all of that, that entails. Yes, you are. So I have two goals. I have a triathlon on the 18th of December. Uh, so I have had the opposite sporting experience to Taryn. I was not into sport. I was a, you know, a book nerd. Uh, at school and I've come to fitness quite late and in quite a, quite a state and I've had a couple of goes at it now um, I'm at a point where I you know pretty consistently hit the pool or the bay for a run um, several times a week but I am slow I'm glacial in fact <laughs> Uh, I have been overtaken on my runs by older ladies who are walking. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I once went swimming with a friend and her mum, and I said, "Oh yeah, your mum lapped me," and my friend did not believe me. She was like, "But my mum's glacial. Like, how did she? How did my mum lap you?" Very, she did. Yeah. Um. 
So I've got the that triathlon on the 18th of December and my goal there is just to finish and not die. Um, I don't have any, you know, I don't even know what a good time is and I'm deliberately not looking that up. Um, and I also want to hit a particular sales goal at Minnow this year. Um, you know, last year it was my goal for this year uh, and we've missed that number this year because of some issues with supply chain um, and the knock-on effects of that on our overall marketing budget. Uh, so I've just pushed my goal back a year. Um, and, yeah, so I've got, you know, I want to make more money in my business. So they're the two things that I'll be working through and I'm also taking a minimum baseline approach to that because, like Taryn, um, it's my only option. I've got kids, I've got stuff in my life. And, um, yeah, so, you know, my small dumb thing is going to be pretty small and pretty dumb each week. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, hopefully over time we know that, that you know, you overestimate what you can get done in a day and underestimate what you can get done in a year. Um, I know that if I take this approach slowly, incrementally, I'll get closer to that goal. I can already see that now with the triathlon. That's, you know, a lot more tangible than some of my other goals. But, um, you know, I started running two minutes on, two minutes off, and I'm nearly up to the point where I can do a triathlon. So, yeah, exercise is one of those things that is, it's probably one of the more measurable things in our life where, like, exactly. if you go to the gym, you know, three times a week for several weeks, you will be stronger than you were at mm. the beginning. Yeah. And that's... A really... And people's bodies are different and some people might get stronger faster than others or stronger than others. But, you know, you know that if you lift a weight over and over, that muscle will get stronger. Yeah, which is something that you don't really get anywhere else. No. So... But I know that if I get over myself get over some of my head drama and set up some of the systems that I need to in, the, in my business and do those sales calls that I put off uh, I know that just the math is there I know that if I put in 20 calls I get a couple of sales out of that you know mm. Mm. I just need to fucking do it <laughs> fucking do it <laughs> well, speaking Speaking of fucking doing it, yeah, we should jump into the meat and bones of this podcast. Let's uh, jump into what we're working on this week. Yeah, what are you working on? Well, my number one thing for this week is starting to pitch articles to people. Yeah. Because it's not something that I've ever done before. And I've handed in my notice for my day job. And when's your last day? Monday, the 3rd of October. Oh, soon. Very okay. soon. Mm. So I need to learn how to do that. And doing that, firstly, is it's a lot of sort of emotional effort because it's, you know, the act of sending an email. Pitches are very short. You know, ideally they're under 100 words because you just need to get their attention quickly. Um, I worked... My first full-time job was at Fairfax and it was in the in the admin team for the for editorial, sort of on the floor at the news desk. And, you know, 
there, there would be hundreds of pictures that we would go through every day and sort of distribute and we knew that weren't really being looked at. So I know as someone now in that position of, of pitching articles, I know that, you know, you have to keep it pretty, pretty short um, and, and, you know, pretty snappy. So the, the actual labor part. Yeah, it's, that old, that? That's, it's that old saying, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Yes. But I think that the biggest thing with, with doing this is the emotional energy, because yeah. in this space, I will be rejected more times than than accepted. And that's how it is. And that's, you know, it's something that I'm fairly comfortable with. Mm. But, it you know, it's like when you're applying for jobs or when you're in that sort of space where you're putting yourself out there, most of the time the answer is going to be no. But you need yeah. to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that has helped me overcome the fear of, pitching you know I've pitched my business when we were cap cap raising I was pitching for money I've pitched to journalists for coverage uh, mostly unsuccessfully Um, I have to make sales calls and all of this is completely outside my you know my experience in my former job I'd make the marketing materials and it would be other people's responsibility to sell so it's not like I had a lot of experience in this prior Um, but one thing I have found you know, in this business and in my previous businesses is you just have to treat it like math. So you have to go, I'm going to pitch 20, you know, to 20 journalists. And if I get one of those pick up my story, that is a 5% hit rate and that's incredible. Yeah. And then, you you know, over time you'll work out what your math is um, and that will go up because you'll become more well-known and you'll get better contacts. But, you know, in the short term, if you have to kiss a hundred frogs, you know, is it still worth it? So this is the thing. You need to be unafraid to reach out to people, people that you know, people that uh, have helped you in the past, people that know of you, even if you don't necessarily know them. But that's really scary. I think particularly as a woman, we really don't want to do that. We've really been conditioned to not, inconvenience someone anyone no one was telling us in the 90s you know what you girls should do is make yourself really big and get in everybody's way (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely and you feel like when you ask a question you feel like you're inconveniencing someone but then I always try and flip it and say well if someone's asking that of me you know if I don't want them then I'll just say no and it takes five seconds of my time and brain space it's not really an inconvenience so yeah yeah it's just sort of massaging that mindset and you might want it like how many times I mean it doesn't happen you know (laughs) that often (laughs) but how many times has something landed in your inbox and you were like oh I was thinking about that this is great a hundred percent a hundred percent so yeah I think that's that's my thing this week is to sort of learn to pitch and learn to go through that process of, you know, firstly thinking of something, secondly being unafraid to put myself out there, and then thirdly being unafraid of rejection. I think they're they're the things that I'm working on this week. Okay. So do you have a how are we going to measure this? Do you have a like a number of pitches you're going to do, number of angles? What's your what are your actual metrics here? Okay. In the next week. Uh, because I'm still working, it makes it difficult to say. Mm. I think I've had mm. one 
person get back to me so far. So I think my goal will then to to pitch, to come up with a different idea and to pitch that to at least five people and see where that takes me. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, this week I am, I've got to get on. So I've got two goals, uh, one with the triathlon. So I love to swim. It's my, that's my sport is swimming. Uh, I angry run. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this, but I kind of, you know, can put one foot in front of the other. But the bike is the one that scares me. And of course, in a triathlon, the bike's the one that you're, you do the most of. So I, it's just the universe seems to be working against me. Every time I try to get on my bike, something happens. I took the bike to Centennial Park on Tuesday and I'm riding along and all these people are overtaking me. And I'm thinking, I'm not great, but I'm not this bad. And then I've, of course, I realized that I've got a flat tire, completely flat. Uh, oh the same God. tire that I've just had fixed. So every time I try to get on this bike, something happens. So I just need to take it back to the world's most overpriced bike shop, get that inner tube checked again, and just get on the bike. And if I get on it once this week, I think I'll be okay. I've got a teaser triathlon on the 5th of November, which is just a... 200 meter open water swim but it's in Jarvis Bay so it's super flat um a 200 meter open water swim an 8k bike and a 2k run so I'm confident I could do that tomorrow if I wanted to um but it's still 8k's on the bike so I need Mm. to I really need to just get on it and yeah this is what you get for living in the inner west, the most overpriced bike shop of all time. Oh like, my god. <laughs> that's that's just the most inner west thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they even have mustaches. You pay extra for the mustache. <laughs> uh the other thing that I'm working on is some sales calls. So I yeah have not made a single sales call this season Taryn oh wow (laughs) so I mean the trouble is that we really should have been selling in this season in February for a myriad of COVID related reasons that didn't happen uh so we've kind of left it till in season to sell in and all of this other stuff is happening I'm selling in the U.S. at the same time so it's currently the U.S. buying season um so excuses 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 the main reason if I'm being completely honest that I have not made these calls is that I don't have the emotional energy to be told no um because <laughs> I'm a big girl's blouse um, so I am going to make drum roll please the small dumb thing that I'm doing this week is making three phone calls across three days so I will make a grand total of nine sales calls this week amazing that doesn't feel small that feels like a lot of sales calls it's not really because most sales calls you get you ring up and you go hi can I speak to the buyer and the buyer's at lunch or the buyer's on the crapper or you know whatever Mm. so um I don't know who the buyer is so it's really not a lot Okay. I mean, my next question was going to be, does it count if they don't pick up? 
because in <laughs> at work if I ever have a task that involves calling people mm. it's my I get a lot of joy when they don't pick up yeah. it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something without doing anything <laughs> yeah that's the danger yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I might I might set sabotage by only calling during lunchtime. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. That is a good point. Maybe I should make it three calls to buyers mm. across three days. Three so conversations. Three conversations. Oh, boo. That doesn't feel like a small dumb thing. That feels like a big thing. <laughs> well. Karen. Do you, do you want to hear my small dumb thing? Because I, I believe that it yeah. is actually small and dumb. Yeah. Uh, my small dumb thing is to drink water. And oh. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Water is important for everyone. Everyone, if you're listening to this right now and you're dehydrated, go drink <laughs> some water. It's important. Uh, but especially for me. with <laughs> We're the podcast that teaches you to drink water. Drink <laughs> What humans water. have been doing since humans began (laughs) yeah learn more (laughs) subscribe now (laughs) listen hear me out for me with pots it's really important that i stay hydrated so um i the first thing i do all that yeah the first thing i do when i wake up is drink a hydrolyte um Mm -hmm. I, i don't i can't really know why it works like i just Look, I've had this for about three months. I don't question it, you know, like my medical professionals tell me to stay hydrated and have salt and then I feel better. So I'm just like, okay, like, sure. Um, If if that makes me feel better, then I'm all about it. So I have most days I'll probably have like two or three different, um, different hydrolytes or not just hydrolyte, but any kind of electrolyte works. The, the key is salt. Um, and then I need to drink sort of three plus liters of water a day as well um if i'm having a dc spell i put my feet up and i and i have a hydrolate and salt and it it tends to fix it so that's my small dumb thing is to keep drinking water because i do kind of get locked on to things and i go you know oh i'm really enjoying this video game or this like you know hey i've forgotten that i'm sick because i've been doing this football thing for an hour and I feel really good about it and then it all hits me at once so water but everyone you should drink water too everyone should drink water it's important (laughs) (laughs) this is not not a niche pots thing this is this is an essential part of life hydration essential for life (laughs) (laughs) um well, actually, I do have a small dumb thing. My small dumb thing is to get on the bike and do one lap of Centennial Park. Mm. Yeah, But it's 4Ks. So I ran it the other day. Um, to be clear, it's nowhere near me. I did have to drive there, but I'm sort of at the end of the peninsula. So it's kind of 16 minutes to Centennial Park or 12 minutes to the bay. Mm. Um so yes, and Centennial Park is four exactly four Ks around, and that's half of the distance that I need to go on the fifth of November. So that is 
so small and so dumb that if I can't get on a bike and do one lap of Centennial Park this week, I'm too embarrassed to come on the podcast next week. (laughs) So if you never hear from me again, it's because I could not get on the bike and do one lap. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, the next segment, Stacey, that you have so helpfully written for us in this run sheet is mini motivation. How will you keep your motivation high and eliminate demotivating factors this week? Yeah. Do you want to hear more? So what I'm, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look, let's tell the people first what I mean by that. So when I wrote out my goals, and I should probably put, something on the website that I have yet to build uh but it is minimumbaseline.com so we have the domain and I'm probably a day away from launching it so by the time this podcast is live there will be a minimum baseline website and on there I am going to put something that kind of will help people see the process that we're going through each week to get to goals and small dumb things and motivating factors Uh, but when I when I set up a goal I break it down in and chunk I chunk it down as much as I possibly can so goal is triathlon on the 18th of December to do that I need a to run bike swim to bike I need this to run I need this to swim I need this and then you know you chunk those down further and further and further and then I make a list of motivating fact you know things that motivate me and things that demotivate me and for a lot of my goals, they're the same. So I get really easily overwhelmed. I'm, you know, I'm tired is my brand, <laughs> particular brand of procrastination. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so um, I know like the I'm tired moment is when I know I've gone too far. I want to prevent myself from getting there by ensuring that I'm doing little daily acts of motivation and trying to eliminate some of those demotivating factors. So a demotivating factor for me is phone use. I, particularly before bed, again, this is so basic. The whole podcast is not going to be like drink water and don't use your phone before bed. Um, It might be. It might be. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's kind of like what everyone struggles with, but um, no. Uh, one thing I'm going to do is I'm at the moment I'm listening to um, a book and you are going to drag me Taryn and I deserve to be dragged Um, (laughs) it's called you are a badass at making money (laughs) that's so insufferable And it is. It is everything that you think it is. Like white woman from um, Venice Beach. <laughs> oh my <But> god! <laughs> I do consider myself a bit of a woo whisperer, though. So you know, I have a bunch of very eclectic friends, and they're all doing some st- like stupid shit all of the time. They are constantly paying good money they've earned from their smarts and labor to fucking charlatans to <laughs> help them with stuff. But 
I always kind of apply a bit of a filter to it. I'm like, okay, so you've gone to see a, oh God, what are they, an energy healer who's, you know, changed, who's cleared this barrier for you, right? That woman wearing cheesecloth cleared no barriers for you, but the brain, <laughs> the brain is very powerful. And because you think she cleared the energy for you, it's the barrier is gone because the barrier is you, right? So yes. In my woo whisper at my woo whispering best, I can read books like this and go, okay, she's saying that the universe has a plan for you. No, you have a plan for you. And if you look for it, you will find it. Just like when you buy a red car, you see nothing but red cars. So, you know. I'm listening to that book because it does every day. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to do some shit, you know. <laughs> so that's that's my mini motivation. <laughs> Don't at me. I I might send some <laughs> text messages. Uh, <laughs> I guess for me, I I really, really struggle with motivation at the moment because – Honey, you don't struggle with motivation. You struggle with being able to walk without a walker. Well, like, yeah. See, this is, you have, this is you the thing. Chronic illness. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like like this is a really funny thing to say. I've, I, I Sometimes I'm like, I'm depressed. And my partner looks at me and is like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, I'm not concerned about you. Like, I would be more concerned if you were happy about this situation. Like, but um, I suppose what I'm trying to do to motivate myself is to switch, kind of switch my thinking. So in every occasion that I would say sorry, I'm sorry for being slow when I'm walking with a friend. I'm sorry that I'm having this dizzy spell at brunch. I'm sorry that we have to eat early because I have to eat or else I feel ill. I'm sorry that you have to cook or clean for me. At every time that I would go to say that, I'm trying to switch my thinking to say, thank you. You know, thank you for walking with me. Thank you for cooking for me. Thank you for, you know, get, helping me with this task or, or whatever I'm doing. Thank you for accommodating me. And I think that that, that mindset actually is very motivating for me because then it becomes, mm. wow, like look at all of these people who are, you know, like I'm so grateful for these people in my life and I, I really truly am that I'm now motivated to go and do my work and do my things rather than, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so miserable, everything is awful. It's actually mm. kind of like it's just this thankfulness and and to be able to be thankful instead of apologetic I think is, is a really powerful force for me so yeah you know it sounds a little bit wanky I suppose but I think wow. shifting that mindset is the most motivating thing for me at the moment okay beautiful thank you all right so possibly my favorite segment of this podcast is weekly bat shittery and it's just truly batshit things that happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's always so many. There's always so many. I think you should go first this week because yours is hilarious. Yours is rich in material. Well, 
So mine's on the same theme, but I've actually changed it slightly. So, Stacey, have you ever heard of the Stone of Destiny? (laughs) Why would you ask me that? So the reason, so obviously Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth sadly passed away. A lot of the media coverage has been completely batshit. So much batshit stuff has happened <laughs> with the royals and with the monarchy it it could be its own it's podcast yeah <laughs> like I, I think that this podcast's official position on the monarchy is that it's batshit okay everything about it is batshit bat to the point where there was one headline where someone thought that they saw a cloud that kind of looked like <laughs> queen elizabeth ii after she died. Breaking news. Woman sees cloud shaped like Liz. Yeah, Liz. like, unbe- anyway. So the Stone of Destiny is another batshit monarchy thing that I saw today. Um, apparently yeah. it dates back to 841 AD uh, in Scotland. And it's been used for Famously the coronation. enlightened times. Yeah. And it's been used uh, for the coronation of monarchs in Scotland. So obviously because the monarchy, maybe you didn't know this, because the monarchy is also the the crown of Scotland after Mm -hmm. there was a whole Mary, Queen of Scots business and James, her son, ended up becoming the king of Scotland and England. There you go. You learned something. Um, It's the same thing, the crown of Scotland and England. So the the stone of destiny is being hauled to Buckingham Palace for the coronation of King Charles. How large is the stone of destiny? I don't dare I ask. Think it's that large? It was used as a seat previously, but it doesn't have like a back. So it's just a stone. Yeah, it's just a stone. It's a stone okay. with four legs. Okay. Uh, and there's actually <laughs> no way. Like, you can't verify that it's the one from 841. Like, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, it's the Stone of Destiny. So there you go. That's my weekly bat shittery. <laughs> you just, I mean, you just know that some jerk has, in the middle of the night, at some point, switched out like one weird looking stone with legs for another weird looking stone oh, with legs. Yeah, and, and like it went missing. The seat of destiny in someone's house in Scotland. Yeah, there was several hundred years where it went missing. And this is the thing. So one of the things about me that I suppose that people should know is that like I'm actually, I'm a historian, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I have an honours in history. Um, yeah. did I did my thesis on history. Well, I did my I did my thesis on Australian <laughs> history, but I do have an interest in in English history. I don't know. I've played a lot of video games, man. Like I just know a lot of shit about the Middle <laughs> Ages. Um and so like I do enjoy this stuff. Like The Crown on Netflix, a phenomenal TV show. I love this shit. It's stupid, but I love it. Yeah. Um so yeah, the stone has always fascinated me, but Okay, it's so it's being it's being brought to Buckingham Palace so that King Charlie can uh, seat his derriere on it and become the King of Scotland. It has, it has indeed. So this 
we my contribution to weekly batchery uh delights me this week so this crossed my instagram page because i am over 40 i don't have tiktok um and it is going to shock you to hear that i also don't have truth social so fuck is truth social it's donald trump's um social platform so oh, after he Christ. was booted from um, Twitter and and Facebook, he emerged on Truth Social, uh, oh and that God. is where all of the best people go to spread their utter batshittery. Uh... Um, and uh, I don't know if you remember Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. <laughs> was not only a big financial supporter of Trump, uh, he is also apparently a political advisor of Trump's. I don't want you to explain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this crossed my Instagram and it is, uh, it's a, it's, you know, verified by Truth Social, uh, <laughs> And it's from Mike Lindell's My Straw. Tired of woke libs making you use paper straws, and paper is, of course, in all caps, as is the word woke, then you need the My Straw from Mike Lindell, made with 50% more plastic so you can easily drink up those liberal tears. Works on most drinks. Oh my god! Now, of course, I did have to go and and Snopes this, and it is fake. Oh, thank God! <laughs> but there was a glorious twenty minutes of my life where I genuinely thought that Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, <laughs> made a plastic straw with fifty percent more plastic that works on most drinks. <laughs> Oh my god. These people are beyond parody. I hate how real that sounds. I hate right? how much that could have been a thing. Right. Because I saw this same this same comedian did one. Apparently he does a lot of these things. He did one with Vaxstar, where it was like a radar that could tell you if your friends had been vaxxed or not, so that you could avoid them if you'd been vaxxed. <laughs> Uh, and look, that one immediately seemed fake because the technology didn't stack up for me. But I would, de- I definitely think that there is somewhere, someone somewhere trying to develop a radar that does tell you if people are vaccinated mm. because of the shedding. <laughs> anyway. Okay, shall we wrap up? Where can the people find us? <laughs> on that note, not on Truth Social. <laughs> not on Truth um, Social, sadly. <laughs> well, you can find us on our website at minimumbaseline.com, Instagram at minimum.baseline, or Twitter. I still haven't registered yet. I messaged Stacey asking about an email address and I don't I either did get a response and I was my fault it is your fault I haven't I haven't um I have not sent you the email address for minimum baseline okay well it's so it's your fault in the meantime you can follow me at Taryn Hedo because I will post the minimum baseline 
Twitter. Although probably mm-hmm. by the time you're listening, we will have one. It'll be like minimum baseline pod or something. You'll figure it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't work in marketing. marketing I... But, um... <laughs> I've spent my whole career in marketing. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Well, once you do find us, it would help us a lot if you could figure out how to give us five-star reviews because that will help us reach other normies who are trying to become incrementally less shit and laugh at bat shittery. <laughs> Jump on your podcast app of choice, leave us a nice note, or, you know, if it's a negative one, at least make it make entertaining. It entertain- yeah, entertaining. <laughs> you can follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on our RSS feed, or wherever else you're listening. Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Goodbye.